Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Uh, thank you for listening, thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long or you can simply subscribe uh, and this podcast will be delivered to your phone, your computer, your tablet, your whatever it might be, each and every week um, on a Tuesday evening, late, late at night. While the world is sleeping, I'm podcasting. And it's great fun, love to do it, and it's all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technology, keeping this show free for you. Uh, love to hear from you each and every week, and eftm.com.au is the website you can uh, follow us on Twitter at EFTM or at Your Tech Life or at Trevor Long. Just get on Twitter. It's good fun. And it's great to um, hear from a few people as they uh, jump on a Twitter for the first time and follow uh, and we can say day. So happy to have those quick chats there. But, um, you know, when you've got a question or a problem or anything about technology, jump on the email at uh, EFTM.com.au and uh, I'll try and help you. I'll get you on the show. We've got a couple of calls tonight. Um, we're going to talk laptops. We're going to talk... Uh, Ready NAS Networks uh, Attached Storage and we're going to talk Windows XP uh, plus a couple of emails coming in and some very important conversations about security your security your data security your identities security uh, and some concerns over Apple devices this very day so a lot going on in the world of technology right now and I'll try and break through all of that and um bring it to you in a, in a nice, simple approach, nice, simple way, and hopefully uh, keep you entertained at the same time. Thank you for listening. This is Your Tech Life. Now, I'm prepared to say a fair percentage of you received this email from eBay. Important password update. Dear eBay member, to help ensure customers' trust and security on eBay, I'm asking all eBay users to change their passwords. Here's why. Recently, our company discovered a cyber attack on our corporate information network. This attack compromised our database containing eBay user passwords. What's important for you to know, we have no evidence that your financial information was accessed or compromised and your password was encrypted. So they're asking you to go to eBay, change your password. If you changed your password on May the 21st or later, you don't need to worry. Changing a password may be inconvenient. I realize that. We're doing everything we can to protect your data and changing your password is an extra precautionary step in addition to other security measures we have in place. Um, now, the attack occurred between late February and early March and resulted in unauthorized access to the database of eBay users. That includes customer's name, encrypted password, email address, physical address, phone number and date of birth. However, the file didn't contain financial information. I'd prefer they had my credit card number, uh, CVV and expiry date than all of that information. Now, this email is from Devin Wenig, who's the president of eBay Marketplaces. And what they fail to make clear is that this is a massive issue. Massive. Right? Now, you get a username and a password, you can start jumping into people's accounts. But you and I can do something about that. We can change our password. You get someone's name, address, 
phone number and date of birth, and you have just handed over their identity. I mean, that's not even mentioned here. Now I'll give you an example. Now I might not be able to um I might not be able to find one. Um but PayPal, which is owned by eBay, but I I don't make this example because of that. I simply make this as an example of how people can be scammed. Now I spend my days um communicating on the radio and where and TV talking about how to stay safe. And it's often don't don't trust emails that aren't addressed to you and all those kind of things. Now, PayPal sent out an email, and I'm just looking at one here. It was sent uh, May the 7th. It says, PayPal balance summary. Uh, your email is my, and it lists my email there. It says, hi, Trevor Long. And even though your balance is zero, yada, yada, yada. At the very bottom of the email, it says, this email was sent to, it's got my email address, because your email uh, preferences are sent to um, receive communications. Uh, and then it also says, uh, somewhere here, uh, please do not reply. There is somewhere here where it says, oh, here it is. How do I know this is not a fake email? Well, we've changed our logo. Um, uh, we, um, we mentioned your name and it says, emails from PayPal will always address you by your first and last name. Great. That's reassuring. Even more so because now there's a bunch of hackers who have my first name, my last name, and my email address. And if I'm telling my listeners to be careful about PayPal emails, for many years I've been doing that, and you get an email which looks just like PayPal and has your name, has your email address, well, you're going to believe it. So phishing is a huge issue here. Scamming on email is going to go up as a result of this eBay hack millions of people's details. Now, second to that, let's say an Aussie crim buys a big portion of that database, because that's what happens. On the black market, they sell these databases of user information that get hacked. Now, if someone in Australia, because the big problem these idiot criminals have is they use Indian call centres to scam people. No one falls for it because it doesn't sound legitimate. But if and I'll, I'll let, let me be very real about this, and clearly I would never do this. But if I had this database, and I had your name, your postal address, your date of birth, your phone number, and I ring five phone numbers, the first one is St. George, second one is Westpac, third one Combank, fourth one NAB, fifth one ANZ, and I say, I just need to update my details because I've lost my cards, um, I've, I've changed house. You wouldn't believe my situation. Oh, it's all gone downhill. I got kicked out, but I'm sorted now. Um, I need, I need, I need to replace my cards and they go, Oh, well, okay. So I need to verify your identity. My name's Joe blogs. Okay. Um, I've got a lot of Joe blogs on the, can you confirm your address? Yes. It's um, the old address, which is not valid anymore. It's uh, you know, da, 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 Warrawee or something. They go, Oh yes, we've got that. Can you, for identity, can you, uh, confirm your date of birth? Sure. Here it is. Uh, okay, thanks, Mr. Bloggs. Now, um, what we'll do is we'll, um, we'll update your address. Okay, give them a new address uh, and we'll send out your new cards. Well, okay, great. And now they've just sent my new cards and cancelled my old ones to some random person who's pretending to be me. See what I mean? This is, and I know it's not that simple because the ANZ doesn't have an account. Well, ring the next bank, ring the next bank. You see what I'm saying? And it's not always that simple, but whether or not it's a bank or some other institution, getting people's identity is easy when you've got the information that the eBay hackers have. That's what worries me. 
And I think we should all be worried about that. But there's not much you can do. Apart from keeping a close eye on your banks, keeping a close eye on your accounts, and even keeping a close eye on your credit history. I don't know what else to say, because it's a worry. Um, But it does make me think that there's only really a couple of people that need your real birth date, and eBay's not one of them. Now, it's too late now, but I would suggest you change it. I would change it on Facebook. And what you do with Facebook is you change the year. Uh, Because then you still get the lovely birthday messages. But the year's wrong. Um, But create an online birth date and see whether that can help you at all. Anyway, uh, that's my rant because it worries me. It really, really worries me. So um, interesting times ahead. And um, if you've had any concerns or any issues after the eBay hacking and uh, you want to tell me about them, get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. fact that <laughs> I have really ruined that song for a lot of people. Um, I got a couple of tweets even just today. Uh, I'm scrolling back to find them, but I don't think I'll find them. Uh, there are so many uh, say, <laughs> saying that um, because of that earworm, uh, that's what they think of when they hear. There's Craig, Craig Rose, uh, an old mate of mine. <laughs> he said, your bloody earworm every time I hear happy. Uh, from Farrell Williams, I get your song in my head. Well, mate, I'm happy to be here for for, for you on that regard, mate. Uh, I'm pretty sure the other one was Irk, um, whose tweets I can't find right now, but uh, I think he mentioned that the Happy was playing at the um, ice hockey somewhere. Uh, And every time it came on, well, guess what he thought about? (laughs) So happy to be that annoying individual, but... uh, Oh, good. Uh, Thank you to my uh, good friends, the Robertson Brothers, for that little jingle. Now, it is all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies. And a great little product, the uh, Forerunner 15. Now, the Forerunner 15 is a um, nice, easy, uh, and quite small uh, GPS watch. It's an easy-to-use GPS running watch with heart rate. So it tracks your distance, pace, heart rate, and calories. Uh, the activity tracking counts steps and calories and reminds you when it's time to move. And it's compatible with the foot pod for recording distances indoors. Uh, up to eight hours of battery life uh, with GPS on or five weeks in uh, watch and activity tracking mode. So um, you can save, plan and share your activities with Garmin Connect. So it's a great little uh, device. Uh, it comes in a huge range of colors. Uh, look, I'm looking at a kind of an aqua, purple, black, red and, uh, and another black um, and in men's and women's sizes, uh, you know, different size kind of watch faces, 
which is useful too. And the Garmin Connect app has been updated. So it's a great little app to follow your challenge um, as you push through some training or running, whatever it might be. So uh, check it out, the Forerunner 15 from Garmin. And you can see it now at garmin.com.au. And I just wanted to mention uh, a couple of emails. No, just one, just the one this time. Uh, Brian from Edgewater. Just want to let you know that after listening to your podcast, your tech life, for a little while now, I heard you promoting the Garmin Golf Watch. Sounded good, so I bought it for a mate at Christmas, and he reckons it's the duck's nuts. Now, <laughs> I do know that the majority of my audience is in Australia, but for, for those of you overseas, uh, that's an expression you want to you get into your vocab. Okay, it's the duck's nuts, all right? And that means it's good. Couldn't be happy with it, he says. Uh, also does a lot of traveling. Also, as I do a lot of traveling, I love listening to the podcast. Keep up the good and entertaining work. Thanks for the great effort. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you, Brian. That's very nice of you, mate. Um, I, uh, I enjoy hearing from people like you, especially when you're saying nice things, really, uh, which is very good. Um, so thank you for getting in touch and uh, sending me an email. You can do the same. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Jump onto the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash online or on Twitter at EFTM, or me personally, at Trevor Long. Uh, it is always good to hear from you, whether you uh, jump onto iTunes, perhaps, leave a comment there, uh, share it, tell your friends, star rate it, all those buddy things, because it all helps more people discover the show. Uh, and more people listening, well, it makes Trevor very happy. That's all. That's not, not, not a big issue. <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening, and thank you for getting in touch. Your Tech Life. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit annoyed with Apple today. Um, there's a huge uh, security issue for Apple uh, users today, um, which was brought to light, I think, on ITY and then uh, the City Money Herald through Ben Grubb. And uh, it, it's it's a very, very big issue. And what's happening is people people's iCloud accounts are being uh, accessed, their devices locked, and a ransom being requested to unlock it. Now, the reason I'm upset with Apple is because it's now 9.45pm on Tuesday uh, and we've not heard from them. Uh, and I, I, I think at this point in time with millions of Australian iPhone users uh, and you know tens of thousands of them at the very least having read about this story and many more tens of thousands having heard about it on the radio and I've done at least two interviews today about it, uh, I, th- I think we should have heard from them. So, so goes life, but I'm sure we'll we'll get an announcement from tomorrow. But, but the information is pretty simple, but it just sometimes helps to hear it from Apple. So here's what this is. Uh, if you've got an iPhone, an iPad, uh, or, or a Mac even, uh, you can have an Apple ID, which is a username, your email address, and, and a password. And that allows you to do some cool things like buy music, buy songs, uh, buy, buy videos, but also access a thing called iCloud, which is a cloud backup service as well as document creation, and importantly, a thing called Find My Device, which allows you to actually locate your phone or tablet. And, and the way it works is you log in, um, you put in your password, it shows you all the devices you have registered, and you can click on a device and lock it uh, and mark it as lost. Uh, and what happens then is the phone is locked, you can change the passcode on it, and you can put a message on the screen. And that's great when you lose your phone because someone picks up your phone in a shop, they think they're going to steal it, but in the end it's it's it, it's useless to them because they can't use it because it's literally been locked. And there is no way around that. 
There is no way around that, uh, except to completely reformat the thing. And, and new security measures Apple put in place with iOS 7 mean that you, you need the original iCloud account details to use the phone. But the point is, um, it's great when you lose the phone and you set it as, as, as lost and you put a message with your email address or your home number on it. But what if someone else logs into your iCloud account? What if someone else marks it as lost and you're using your phone and it comes up and says, this phone has been hijacked, email this account with $100 to get it unlocked. That's what's happening. It's a ransomware. It's not a hack, yeah? iCloud has not been hacked. iPhones have not been hacked. But somehow, your email address and your password have been used, found, or just guessed, and they're into your iCloud. Now, one way that happens is, you know, the eBay hack, for example, if they had passwords, they could, they could just try all those email addresses and the subsequent passwords on the iCloud. Now, there is no password vulnerability in the eBay hack, so it could be anything else. I mean, Adobe, there's a lot of companies that have been, that have been hacked and email addresses and, and passwords obtained. And the reason it's a problem is because like me, um, many of my sites uh, that I log into share the same password. Now, I change it as best I can regularly, but when one site uses the same password as another site, um, if they get your password once, they can try and guess it again. And that's what they're doing. I've got no doubt that's what they're doing. There's nothing actually, you know, amazing here. They're simply just got a list and they're working through it. And they're logging onto people's iCloud accounts and they're marking phones as lost. Now, this is how big this is, right? This is how big this deal is. The Australian government's Stay Smart Online have announced on their website an SSO alert priority high uh, about the ransom attack targeting Apple products. And their advice, change your Apple ID password. Change it now, change it immediately. If you do, change it to something unique, something not shared by any other service, and make it strong. A big long word, letters, numbers, capitals, even uh, hashes or percent signs, whatever you want, change it to something strong. And then they won't get in because there is no other um, and there is no other device or application using that same new password you created then you're safe if it has happened to you don't pay the ransom change the password for your apple id um, definitely switch off lock mode you've got to get into icloud and do that if they've set now, that's easy, right? If you log into iCloud uh, and set the phone as not lost anymore, great, you got your phone back, but then make sure your Apple ID is changed immediately. If the hacker has set a new password on passcode on your device, there are ways of bypassing it, but it will involve erasing and resetting your device. So there is a final step, which I think a lot of people won't bother with, but it is called two-factor or two-step verification which means that it reduces the possibility of someone accessing or making unauthorized changes to your account because it requires both your password and a separate verification code that's sent to your phone in order to log in. So, oh, unbelievable. Um, a tough, tough thing, but it, it, it's happened and it will continue to happen. And the worst part is, well, now that they've found a, a cool new scam, 
other idiots will be trying it as well. So be very careful. Change your Apple ID and uh, change your password immediately. Uh, if you've had it happen, you get in touch. I'll try and help you out. I'm sure Apple will be very helpful in their stores. Um, unfortunately, haven't heard from them directly, but their online advice via the Australian government is excellent. Uh, you're listening to Your Tech Life. Got a question about technology? Problem with technology? Doesn't matter what it is. Go to the website eftm.com.au. Uh, just get in touch. Say good day. You got a question? I'll try and help you out. Good day, Maggie. Hi, Trevor. Well, how are you? What can I do for you? Well, I'm trying to decide which ultrabook, if that's what you call them, mm-hmm. very thin, light, nice to use, would be the best one to. Um, spend quite a bit of money on. I think they're a couple of thousand dollars, aren't they? Yeah, look, I mean, that. I was just going to say, look, there's Ultrabooks and there's Ultrabooks, and really uh, there are things that you can get for $1,000 or less, but it all comes mm. down to what, what's packed inside them, really, and, um, you know, you get what you pay for. There's, there's no doubt. Um, and, and I need to feel a great deal of pleasure using whatever I buy, mm-hmm. because so I can keep working and I keep wanting to work. Yep. And and, and I think that uh, have you, have you used Windows 7, Windows 8 before or are you using it now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've, that's, got, I've got Windows 8 on a couple of things and Windows great. 7 on a couple of things. Cuz that's often the thing that um, is the big challenge, the big it's the big new thing yeah. when people buy a laptop. So Yes, it is. It's continually challenging, but uh, well, you live you with that, that, don't you? Well, look, I, I can't go past suggesting to you the first first one that comes to my mind which is Len- Lenovo X1. Um, I've got one. Uh, I'm, I'm also giving one away on the website, but I, would, I don't say it to you for that reason. I say it to you because I love it. It's um, yeah. it's got a 14 inch screen, which is big, but it doesn't. It's it's actually packed into you know a reasonable size um, configuration. It's super light, um, really durable. Uh, it's a it's a stunning machine. And if you were to go to Lenovo's website and kind of spec it up, you could work out what the prices would be. But you are going to pay between. Kind of seventeen hundred to two three, depending on you know the specifications that you get. Um, so, so if you just say, well, if if you spend the two three, mm-hmm. you'll have everything you want, and it'll be fast. Yeah. You know, the trouble is, I, I don't know what I want. I, well, look, I'll tell you what you want. You want one that's not going to frustrate you. That's the pleasure that you're talking about, right? So, yeah, yeah. so you want to you want to do things like, and you would have heard me talk about this before, but things like an Intel Core i7 processor. Okay, that's that's the fastest of the processors. You want um, you want one that has you know a decent amount of RAM memory, so you know eight to sixteen gigabytes of RAM. Uh, you want something with a reasonable hard drive, but in an Ultrabook they are solid state drives and not not as high a capacity as normal but that's that's not the end of the world i'll tell you the other thing i, I like I don't, I don't actually store very much on well that's that's good I'm then using that's... i just really use it for doing the work i've got to do and then it gets saved somewhere else right well and the the other thing i would say to you is and and you're on the road right now so i wonder if you're on the road a lot the thing i have yeah. been blown away by with the x1 that i'm using is the sim card I'm able to put a SIM card in it, just like I would an iPad, and just be on the internet anywhere. And, you know, I don't know why Apple doesn't do that with the MacBook Air. I really, really don't, but they don't, so good luck to them. Um, 
So I would be considering a device that does that. Now, so for example, I look here at the, I'm on the Lenovo website um, and I've found one here for about 2100 or 2119. And, you know, then they're asking me all the options and, and whatnot. But essentially this is a Intel Core i7 touchscreen. Now, have you used Windows 8 with a touchscreen? Uh, on... Um Oh, feel as I have. It's what excellent. Am I using touch screen on? Maybe um, I'm thinking of my iPad Air. Yeah. So so uh, using and, Windows and smartphone, of course. Using yeah. Windows 8 with a touch screen on a laptop. You know the the, yeah. the start menu with all those tiles and buttons and squares. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. much easier if you can just swipe swipe the screen and tap away. All the all the configurations are quite amazing. Um, so yeah, Is that, I. Like I the like. Lenovo is the one that you, it can um, flip it over and become a tablet. No, they do make some of those, but this specific one I'm talking about, the the X1 Carbon, is raw, pure Ultrabook. If you've got an iPad Air, you don't need another tablet, right? You use that tablet for the things you use a tablet for, so... I wouldn't. No, I, I think I that's a gimmick. I don't want another tablet, and, and I was wondering why you want, you know, why would you want one as an and Ultrabook? I'm still wondering that myself. <laughs> the little, the little Zen book that I recently bought for seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Got Windows Seven. Yeah. Um, it's just you know, open the lid, turn it on. It's it's very nice. Yep. And it feels nice. The the mouse, mousing. Oh, the touchpad. Yes, the touchpad on yeah, it. Yeah, like that. That just feels really. We know nice. Asus. Asus make um, Asus make a lot of uh, Zen books in different configurations. And you said it's a little slow. That's because you paid seven hundred dollars for it. So if you were to look at a higher end um, Zen book, um, you know, same configuration as I'm talking to you about now, uh, Intel Core yeah. i7, and those kind of things, you'll you'll have a much better experience with it in terms of speed. Mm-hmm. I suppose whatever you buy, whatever brand it is, if you spend around two grand, they'll all be really good. Yeah, and you know what, you've nailed it. But what you should do is put a few side by side in terms of the internet, you know. And I, for example, I'm on, as I said, I'm on the Lenovo website. I can see here that for twenty two hundred or, or a bit less, you can get an i seven, Windows eight, eight gig of memory, two hundred fifty six gig hard drive. Um, the the wireless adapter, so it's got a SIM card built into it. You can put one in it. And that makes it so easy to use. And then see what else you can get with that same specifications from Asus, from Dell, um, you know, from Toshiba. Uh, and then just get the best price. Because in the end, they're all great. But price is what matters. Uh, and as long as it's an Ultrabook, it's going to have that thin feel about it. Because that's the whole point of Ultrabooks. Oh, oh, oh. And it sort of seems it's made the, um, the laptops just so clunky and so yesterday. Oh, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing to look at laptops even of a couple of years ago and realise how much thinner and faster they can be. Yeah, yeah. So, a fun purchase for you. Next? Well, <laughs> you know, I th- I'd like to say we're at the extreme of it, but, you know, there are those cool transformer ones like you mentioned, but I think we find a place that Ultrabooks have a purpose, tablets have a purpose, smartphones have a purpose, and so does the desktop PC. But, oh. um... But it just depends on your your use case and your need. All right. Well, what makes it easy? I'll just get on the Lenovo website and order one. Because I don't think you can, you can't really find any retail outlets where you can go and look at them. Well, look if you you know if you go if you're in the big smoke, you could probably go to a um you know the biggest of the big and you know a a, a JB and a Harvey, but they won't have all the laptops that you'll find online. So 
it's uh-uh. it's never going to be it's never going to be perfect. But you know, you want to you probably if you're going to spend two grand, I'd want to I'd want to get eyes on it somewhere. So even if it's just to see one of them, remember that that one might be the cheapest of them, but it's the case. It's the it's the feeling of it that is one of the things you want. So you, you once yeah. you feel it and like it, you can spec it up from there. Alrighty. Good luck. No worries. Good luck, Maggie. Good on you. Good Safe travels. Good on you. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. Follow me on Twitter as my next uh, caller does. G'day, Rob. Hello, mate. How are you going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? I mate, um, for a few years now, I've had a, um, a Windows Home Server. I've had uh, what it used to be called Windows Home Server. Now it's Windows Home Server 2011. And, mm-hmm. and the reason I had that is because I've got a lot of movies and music and stuff that I stream around the house. Okay, but, so you um, keep all your files on the server and then what devices have you got around the house that, that tune in? Uh, a couple of couple of iPads. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids have all got their own computer or computers. And, uh, and then when you're on an iPad, what what app do you use to to listen to the music? Um, Air Video usually, but video. honestly, because I've got a couple of Windows. I'm um, sorry, what do you call them? Um, Western Digital TV things too. Yep. So that's what we use mostly. Yeah, right. Okay. So so we have it all centrally located. But um, I thought, you know, because the technology wasn't there to have a consumer product, I thought I'd. Finally, um, it finally caught up, and I think Netgear, the uh, ready mats looked pretty good to me, so I mm-hmm. bought one. But I've had a few issues. So what? Uh, what did you buy? Which one? The ready mats uh, one hundred two, the two bay one. Ready mats one hundred two. I'm just looking it up because uh, I, I don't know them all. Um, Radio. So not a not a ridiculously expensive item. What did What did you pay for no. it? Uh, one, what was it, $180, something yep. like that? I'm yep. just looking at, you know, how Google gives you those kind of prices at the top, but, uh, you know, suggests 170 to 180 so that sounds right. And that's without hard drives in it, right? Yeah, correct. It's just a, a, a empty base. Yeah. And then what did you put in it? I put in a Western Digital Red 3 terabyte, just a single one because the wife approval factor couldn't get to two at the moment. <laughs> I just bought two, uh, four terabytes. They were... yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to think about how much they were, but they were several hundred dollars each. Um, but you know, it's all about security. Um, you'll you'll save up, put the other one in, and, and raid configure it, and have a nice backup for yourself. Um, yeah, well, actually, there, I have a I have a two terabyte um, external drive that I use at the moment. So everything, you know, from time to time, I just back it up to that. If I lost if I lost it on the server, you know, it you wouldn't, wouldn't really be matter. Overly stressed, and that's the reason I wanted to go to something like the ReadyNAS because you know it's. It's, I've already replaced the server once because it's just hardware running 24/7 for a few years. But yep. this is like three-year warranty and three-year warranty on the on the hard drive. Thinking, great, you know, I don't have to worry about it three years. Sure. So what's happened? So the problem is that it all got up and running, and then I tried to put all my movies and movies over to it, uh, movies and music, and uh, it's got a transfer rate of about two megabytes a minute. Two mega minute. A minute, yeah. So normal traffic, normal traffic on my network, it's not gigabit or anything. It's uh, about ten megabytes a second normally. Mm. So and that's wired connection. Yep. Yep. Mm. Okay. So So the the setup. So it it didn't give you any dramas in setup, but it it kind of went through the process pretty well. Yeah. And I got to say, I um I had a four bay ready now, so I got it in twenty ten. It was great, uh, and I've used it constantly. Um. But I just upgraded to the more recent version, and the kind of software, you know, the the 
the interface is so yep. much better, so much more intuitive and just so much simpler um, that I was just kind of, it was pretty much just step-by-step step get me through because you do have to do a little bit of config at the start. So you were able to see the drives, access the drives, but transferring data is slow. Yeah, and you can write to it um, never so slowly. So the, the hard drives seem to work. And the, the funny thing is that, you know, I've, I've been on tech support for a week now, so it's... Uh, so you've, uh, you've spoken to Nicky? Yep, spoken to Nicky. had about two hours last week on the, on the first day, and uh, they tried everything they possibly could, and we connected the ReadyMass straight to a PC, and I still had the same problem to connected it to the... Which is good trial server. and error, isn't it? Because if you connect it straight yeah. to the PC, you know that it's, you know, not the network. I mean, you've got to eliminate yeah. those things, don't you? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. so, and the funny thing is, on my daughter's laptop, if you connect it directly, it doesn't seem too bad, but the other three computers in the house it won't connect to. So, you know, it's it's a really strange one. And, you know, um, Nick, you've been really good, but, you know, you just got to hang around and wait for their phone calls and you wonder if what's the update and, you know... I'm, at the moment, I'm sitting here waiting for a, a tech level three to dial in from, I think, India or somewhere to uh, to see if you can fix it. Right. You know, so, so you're it's basically it's, sitting, waiting. You've, you've made this couple of hundred dollar investment and it's not quite working for you. Yeah. And, you know, we want we need to give them a prod to get you some more efficient help, eh? Well, maybe. I mean, look, I, I do appreciate that they're trying, but I, I think it's... Uh, yeah, you know, I can't hang around waiting. They, if they ring you up, they say, well, can you get in front of the computer now? Now, full-time job. You can't sit around and wait all day for a phone call that may or may not come. So, you know, after a week, I think I've given an enough shot to try to say, yep. you know, enough, enough's enough. Yep, fair enough. Well, look, I'm, yeah. it's very simple. I will speak to Nitki. There's, um, there's a bloke called Mo uh, here in, in the Sydney office. Um, yep. And he, he helped me uh, greatly with my... Uh, my original readiness. Um, I'm convinced some files have been deleted from it. Um, I just can't, because all our family photos are on there. I'm just convinced there was more. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he spent a couple of hours over the course of, you know, a week uh, remoting in and doing these processes, restoring. And now he's left me with 500 uh, gigabytes of, and there's 150 different folders I've got to look through and find my files. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, great. Yeah. But, but you don't have a full-time job and a, and a radio. To yeah, no, right? no. I've got, I've got, yeah. I've got nothing special on. Um, but you know, at least the data's there. He was very good. So um, maybe we can get you someone like Mo to try and help you out if you, um, if it gets to that. So let me, uh, let me um, forward your information to Netgear and see whether we can get you some more, uh, more precise and, and immediate, perhaps local help, mate. Fantastic. Appreciate that. All right, mate. You stay there, and we'll, uh, we'll get back in touch. Um, thanks for reaching out, mate. Okay, mate. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Uh, Your Tech Life, the name of the show. My name's Trevor Long. Let's keep going with calls. G'day, Brian. G'day, Trevor. What can I do for you, mate? Um, I've got, um, firstly, I'm not technologically um, controlled on on computers. Well, um, no one's no one's a genius, mate. We may claim to be genius, I've got, but um, XP Professional, sure, uh, with uh, Outlook Express, yeah, and um, various sources are telling me I should get rid of it because it's no longer supported. Um, but some people are saying, "Don't bother, keep it." Yeah, um, and I wonder if you could just give me your thoughts on it. So, so look, and then I've got this Avast hmm. um, virus system. So the 
The thing about XP is Windows or Microsoft is no longer creating patches for any problems they find. So it will continue to work for you, but if they find a security problem, or more importantly, if a hacker finds a security problem with it, the hacker can exploit that problem and Microsoft won't do much about it. So you're really only open to problems if you use it for highly secure things. Now, you should make a plan to upgrade. You should make a plan to get a new computer, but I wouldn't rush, mate. If it's working for you, it's what you know, I would stick with it for a little while, but you will have to upgrade at some point. Okay. Now, the the Avast antivirus, is that a free or do you pay for that? I can't remember. No, I pay, uh, <coughs> I pay for it. And it's, right. uh, look, I've had it for about five years. and um, They also were telling me, by the way, to... Uh, to get rid of XP and Outlook Express. and Well, uh, you know, when your antivirus company tells you to move on, you should start listening. Now, I spoke to another antivirus company, Kaspersky, uh, when all this was happening, and they said to me, look, our products still work on XP, they're still supported on XP, and they'll still protect you on XP. So as long as you're getting protection, it's okay. Now, if Avast is not continuing to offer ongoing updates and protection to XP, I, I would be looking to upgrade to a different antivirus solution for the duration that you stick with XP. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then and then make a plan to upgrade. I mean, the computer will probably physically die. Like, there'll be hardware issues with it before Windows is a problem for you. But the other problem is, uh, Brian, the new version of Windows is very different. Yes, that's what I've been told. And, and um, there's, a, there's a steep learning curve ahead. Yeah, okay. I so think, I think you're convincing me to stay where I am. Stay where you are. Is it yeah. a computer or a laptop? It's a desktop. So have you ever thought about having a laptop or anything like that? Yes and no. I, I, look, I suppose no. The answer to that is no, I haven't. Yeah. Um, I'm quite happy. Uh, you know, I've managed to survive this. Uh, basically, the computer's used for MYOB um, for a little, little small business. Yeah. And I've I've just got so used to it all that I would prefer not to change anything. And and you know what you can do with MYOB? You just disconnect from the internet. <laughs> I mean, MYOB operates locally. It's it's a it's a program that doesn't require the internet. Um, so the internet is your risk. Windows XP will keep working. The computer will keep working until it fails. Um, the only risk to Windows XP computers is the internet and security threats. So. If you get to that point where it's becoming a problem, mate, just disconnect from the internet and use MYOB and nothing else. Yeah, okay. Get um, yourself a little tablet or something like that. Yeah. All right, well, look, All I, right. I think Good I'm, luck, though, yeah, Brian. I'm with you there. And I have to just recapping. Avast didn't tell me they weren't going to support it. They were just saying what you told me earlier, that Microsoft weren't supporting it, and right. it was time to consider a change. But, yeah, and, and that's um, wise of them to do that. Yeah. All right, you should be fine, mate. Don't stress too All much, right. but make a plan for the future. Okay, I can sleep tonight. <laughs> Good on you, Brian. Thanks for getting <laughs> yeah, in touch. Thanks a lot. Good thanks on you. Thanks for your help. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Uh, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. All right, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading um, eftm.com.au, the website to go to uh, for information and to get in touch with me. Uh, very easy to do. I receive all of my... I don't have a producer. My wife refused to do that for me, even though she's a highly qualified um, radio producer. She brushed me. Uh, thank you, dear.
uh, get in touch, just go to the website, eftm.com.au, call me 1-800-157-157 or jump on the tweets at Trevor Long. Thank you for listening once again. I do appreciate hearing from you, so we feel like you're still out there. Hello? 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 I assume you're there. Uh, and uh, for something different, um, and I mentioned, I talked to Paul Murray on the show last week, have a listen to Paul and Rach. Uh, this week, episode 16 was recorded right here in the EFTM studio. Paulie was here and Rach was overseas. So Paul and Rach, episode 16, recorded right here in the EFTM studio. Thank you for listening once again. We'll talk to you next week. 